0: Welcome to Digitally Creative. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and this week I have the privilege, the honor, the special, special honor of hosting my very good friend, the one and only Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks. What's going on, buddy? How you doing?
1: Not much, man. How are you doing, Mr. Ferrari?
0: I am I am doing great, man. I'm doing great. And... I am so happy to have you on episode two.
1: <laughs> I I am really, I'm really, I'm very, very honored, you know, and, and I'm not trying to, you know, suck up to the host here or anything like that. No, but, suck like, up to the host. It's fine. When you, <laughs> it's fine. <When laughs> there, you there's no me, rules against that. Yeah. When you <laughs> called me and I, and I kind of knew who your first guest was going to be, I had a good idea who it was going to be, mm-hmm. and then I was like... Are you sure you want me to be on second?
0: <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. You you bring the heavy hitter in for episode 1. Yeah. yeah. And then you you bring the you bring your friends in after. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. there's like um a follow-on effect. That's what you go for. You go for the follow-on effect. Yeah, but yeah, um Yeah, yeah. Now, nah, it's it's honestly when I when I when I conceived what I wanted the new show to be in the reboot of Because We Make To Be, I was thinking along the lines of people who have embraced digital In some way in their work, either, you know, going from pen and paper designing to something like SketchUp or Fusion 360 or someone who did a lot of traditional woodwork and who moved into doing like digital fabrication type woodwork like CNCs and lasers and stuff. And man, I can't think of anyone else because like some people get glow forges and shape OCOs. I'm not naming anyone in particular, <laughs> but then some people go out and they get these massive beasts. And they're like, if I'm going to buy this stuff, I'm going to buy this cry, buy once and cry once. And you have bought yeah. twice and cried twice, but it's, yeah. huh? I love how you've adapted what you, you do to being digital, even though, I mean, I'm, I'm not speaking out of school here. You're not the most technical person, but you pick things up really, really well. What kind of got you going in changing over from more traditional stuff to more digital stuff, more um, more modernization of what you do?
1: Yeah, um, well, thank you very much. Very kind words. <laughs> um, <laughs> All true, my no, friend. All true. <laughs> you, you hit the nail right on the head. It it was. Uh, I'm I'm not the most technologically advanced person uh, out. Mm-hmm by by any means. And I have literally taught myself how to do everything either by messing it up. I have lots of things screwed to the ceiling here in the shop. I
0: love, if you've never been to Al's shop, one day you have to give a ceiling tour <laughs> because yeah. your ceiling is awesome. The ceiling of Al's shop is <laughs> all the uh, castaways, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, all the <laughs> mistakes, all the let's not do that agains. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, But I... <sighs> I think about it it's a combination of reasons uh why we started with the CNC. Um the laser Miss Clarice over here is almost a hundred percent your fault, by the way.
0: <laughs> I I I not only take credit for that, but I absolutely would agree that I yeah. talked you into a laser a hundred percent.
1: Yes, yes. But the CNC came along uh one uh we have a very good close family friend who is our our in that particular piece of equipment is our is our business partner mm-hmm. These are the like you mentioned these are not cheap uh items no. to, to buy um it's really weird a lot of people can't believe that my first cnc is a four by eight cnc i never had a craft cnc <laughs> i never had a a uh uh what's the
0: no well, the x carve the shape Oko, the onefinity or, or, or none of I'm those Nope, you jumped over, you skipped the line <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um well when i when i bought when we bought hannibal there was the x carve and then the really the really good craft or home model units were the shape okos mm-hmm. you know the one the onefinity didn't exist yep the
0: and then and then the next leap was something like stepcraft or like those types of machines like the really The prosumer machines, basically. Yeah, and
1: even Stepcraft was pretty, like, you had to order one from Germany. Like, like, Laura Kampf had a Stepcraft before Mm -hmm. anybody I saw. You know, um, Tools Today, um, Matt Webley or Wembley or whatever, Mm -hmm. I can't Mm -hmm. name He's He's a big Stepcraft user. But I'll digress. Uh, So, she, our friend, was the kind of the catalyst in, in pushing me into such a large machine. But my main reason for it was uh, I'm not that good a hand tool worker. No way. I'm really not. Getting those joints perfect and getting them repetitive was very, very tough for me. So for Mm -hmm. me to make five or six of the same thing was was damn near impossible because i would mess one up i'd mess the third one up i'd mess the you know and it was very frustrating and and i have so much respect for people who who are hand tool connoisseurs and and uh i i really love people who do a little bit of digital fabrication and but yet they'll pull out a $300 chisel and finesse you know kind of like <laughs> you know I like the, I like watching it but the truth is I can't do repetitive work with my skill level interesting and and you can you can absolutely do 150,000 of the same exact thing on a CNC <laughs> it's, it,
0: it's funny it's funny you say repeatable because the first thing that pops into my mind am um, is um John Perilla and him constantly doing those apothecary cabinets. And Whoa. he did one with like two. I, I think it was like 150 drawers on it, or some insane number. And mm-hmm. every individual drawer was handmade and they all had to fit in this carcass. And I'm just like, I actually messaged him when I he dropped the video. I'm like, bro, you know, I love you, right? but you're absolutely out of your mind. Like yeah. there, there's yeah, yeah. no two ways about it, but yeah. yeah, it's funny you say that because the reason I love the laser and the CNC are exactly the same as yours. And I didn't know that about you. This is very interesting. We've mm-hmm. known each other a long time and I didn't mm-hmm. know that, but your reason and my reason are identical because yeah. my skill level is not repeatable. If somebody asks me to make two of something, I cry because I yeah. don't I don't know how to make two of anything. I can make one really good anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's and, it. And, and there are some people who are in a market space that can take 10, 15, 100 hours and make a piece sure. of something sure. and they and their their skill and their name and their brand commands that kind of money absolutely i'm not that person so i need to make 10 or 15 of them right right (laughs) and so but i do take like uh before the show started i just finished a series of they're called uplamps where i did Mm -hmm. the carcasses for these lamps for a lighting architect who lives literally right up the road i'm starting to do quite a bit of work for them they're really really nice people that's great and we spent probably a week and a half and I, and i handmade the first one and then we tweaked it and then we did this and all that, you know, and we got the piece handmade rabbits and 45s and, uh, and the little, you know, all the, cause this, this is basically, it doesn't look like much. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a six by six walnut carcass and it stands a 12 inches tall. And then there's a re- a recessed, floor in it with holes for lighting fixtures and and wiring and stuff like that and then the top has rabbits where a piece of frosted glass goes in doesn't mm-hmm. so sound like much and it's not much if you're making one but when they want to order 15 of them yeah you know so we make it i make it we get approval we get the prototype done and then i literally take it apart and reverse engineer it and say how do i cut these pieces on a cnc
0: yeah How do I cut and and how do I do it in a way that they'll all look at least close enough to each other where it's like, Oh, the same guy
1: made these. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. And they're all exact. I just delivered 10 of them. And, and, uh, Jimmy Duresta says, you know, you go to school on the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what, that's kind of the way, my method, I go to school on the first one, I build a prototype by hand. I, I am reasonably, you know, uh, capable Uh, I'm not a fine furniture builder by any means, but um, I'm reasonably capable of getting one done. (laughs) Of course, (laughs) you know, and that could take upwards of a week or two. And, uh, you know, not solid work. But, you know, by the time, you know, we go back and forth with the client and the client feels included and they feel like they're getting a quality product. And then I engineer it and I can produce, you know, the first one took 15 hours. The second one took. Five hours, and the other nine took another five hours. <laughs> right, you I th- know.
0: I think what impresses me the most about watching you work, and you know, I've worked with you. You know, every once in a while, you know, Al, I like to say he likes to call in the big guns, <laughs> and he needs <laughs> he needs some crazy something with it, like Adobe Illustrator or something, and he'll send it over. Good, can you work on this? I'm like, yeah, no problem. I so like doing that
1: kind of stuff. Something with a computer.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's the funny part because I see what you're capable of. And I know what you know as far as like design software. And I'm like, I don't know how you get. And this is not to be an insult. I'm just, I'm amazed at how well you can compensate. And you're you so good at making it work. Right when I see the designs that you do and it's like, wait, you, you did that. Where did you get that design from? Like, how did you do that? Like Mm -hmm. for me, if I do a good design or if I do a good engrave of something, somebody will just go, well, yeah, you know how to use Adobe Illustrator. You know how to use procreate. You can make your own art for stuff. (laughs) And most of the time now I do, I don't get a lot of canned art anymore, but you have somehow figured out compensation
1: that is just remarkable. I'm so impressed. Well, I appreciate that. And I am very, I would never. I don't want to bash any softwares, but of all the softwares out there, I'm mm-hmm. using the most basic of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, like like my two softwares are I have Aspire mm-hmm. Metric Aspire, which is the 3D version of
0: which, by the way, is not basic by any stretch. But well, yes. uh,
1: if you <laughs> if you put it up against Fusion 360, it's very right. basic. It is. It <laughs> yeah, is. Okay, I um, agree with that. <laughs> And and now and I'm not listen. It's my go to software and and literally Lightburn with the laser, and to the point that I can't even I haven't even been able to figure out all the innuendos in Lightburn. So I design and aspire and export it to Lightburn. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Hey, listen. There was a time before I got really comfortable using Adobe Illustrator that I was making SVGs in Fusion 360. Because it was like, no, I can do that in Fusion three sixty in a second. I learned Fusion long before I learned Illustrator. I was yeah. way more comfortable with Fusion than I was with Illustrator. But
1: see, and that stuff just blows me away. Here, this last week, I mean, I've been very busy, so I haven't been able to dedicate a lot of time to it. But Jeff Stein, mm-hmm. guy, another fellow uh, fan of the podcast here, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, did a uh, he did a kind of a, a, a grassroots or for the, for the simple guy, uh, yeah. Th- tutorial. Yeah. Um, you know, Bob Clag- Claggett's got an amazing class and everything, but I can't, I can't follow Bob. I can't hardly follow Bob in the so, podcast sometimes.
0: <laughs> so I'm just going to tell you the God's honest truth. So I took the fusion 360 course that Bob did. Uh-huh. The fusion 360 course ex- itself was excellent. I learned a lot of things that I didn't know mm-hmm. and they filled in a lot of gaps in my knowledge. But the one thing in that course that I took nothing away from was the cam section. So I was talking to Jeff about it and he goes, I'm going to make a video on how to do SVG to CNC because he gets in, he, you know, Jeff's a good dude, but Jeff gets annoyed that I use Carbide Create for my for making toolpaths he gets really annoyed like that I bugs him he's like what he thinks of me. <laughs> yeah he goes well you i mean you're at least using professional software i'm using the included software <laughs> so we were chatting about it and he goes i'm going to teach you this i'm going to teach you this i'm like okay 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 and we put it off for a while and finally when i got tweaky set back up in my new shop he's like all right when are we doing this i'm like i don't know let's just so a couple of fridays ago he goes all right so here's the plan i'm going to take you through this whole process but i'm going to take it take you through it in the way that i'm going to do the video and i'm like okay you know i'm I'm cool with that i can i can go with that so we ch- we chatted a little bit and he goes all right let's get started and i'm just going to go through the process the same way it's going to be in the video so if we hit any bumps in the road we'll know and i can adjust the video okay cool we went through the process. He had me um, in a Zoom. We did a two and a half hour Zoom on a Friday night because, you know, what else would I do on a Friday night, right? I'm mm-hmm. doing Fusion 360 cam training on a Friday night. Uh, I mean, hell, That's we're recording camera, a podcast right? on a Friday night, too. I'm just a party animal. <laughs> um, exactly. I'm, I'm drink- and I'm drinking seltzer. I'm not even drinking the good stuff. <laughs> but, we, um, but we went through it. And I was like, at the end, I was like, damn, dude, I finally understand this. I finally, finally understand mm. this. Now, am I going to use Fusion 360 for cam? <sighs> I don't know. I'm I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Yeah. But if I needed to, if I needed to do something complex that's yeah. beyond what Carbide Create could do, I could do it in Fusion now. 100% could do it. Yeah. A- yeah. And it just, it unlocked everything. So uh, it's it's interesting because that video that video was actually going to be my thing of the week for episode one. I think I, I may have just for the record, I'm we're recording episode two before we record episode one, Mm -hmm. but I think it's going to be my thing of the week for episode one. When we record episode one was his video because it was just so good. And there's so much information in it. And he teaches it very matter of factly, very systematically one step at a time. And I feel like that's what a lot of people need. Like, I don't need that for everything all the way down the road. I need to just have the basics like understood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's um it's like like you were saying. Bob is not a Bob is an amazing uh, teacher and mm-hmm. full of so much information. But sometimes you just need to hear it from. Is that that the proper term? I mean, you you have no idea how many times I've heard a lot of the things that you've taught me. I've heard Mm -hmm. them before, but Mm -hmm. I didn't get it. But hearing them from somebody who can talk to me with the same words that I'm using, it just starts making sense.
0: One of the things I found about Bob's class was that, and and because it was only a chapter in the class, and it just felt like it went too fast for me. It was like there were a lot of assumptions that you already... It was a, it was that I was, I was comfortable with, mm-hmm. but there were so many gaps and I was just like, oh man, like I don't under, I, like I finished it. So it was his course. And then it was also Evan and Caitlin did a video on fusion cam like years ago. It was like a 45 minute video. mm mm-hmm. And I left it going, okay, I could do this. I could do this. And I opened up Fusion 360 and I was like lost the second I opened it.
1: Yeah, it's and a I'm, lot.
0: It is a lot. And <laughs> the one thing that's good about it, though, like when Jeff was showing it to me, like I was picking it up quicker and quicker as we were going. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to jump ahead, and which is I was being a jerk, you know, because he's trying to go through his process. And I'm like, oh, no, I understand this. Click, 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 click. And like, don't do that. Let me go through the process. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. But what I did learn, what I did learn was that Fusion 360 can do a lot of the things that I couldn't figure out because I also tried to use VCarve, which for those of you that aren't in the know, Al uses Aspire. Al used to use VCarve. It's a little baby brother of Aspire. And I had the subscription to vCarve. I had it for a year. I stopped using it after a month because I couldn't figure it out. I just could not make it work for me. I could not understand it. I did not. I tried every piece of software and the only reason I stuck with Carbide Create is the only one I could understand. For some reason, it was the only one that made sense to me. It's probably because it was so simple. It was Mm -hmm. meant for beginners. Mm -hmm. And now when I rebought it after I reset up Tweaky, I put in, um, I re- re-upped my Carbide Create Pro membership, which is like 120 bucks a year, and I was like, "Wow, they have just done wonders on this software now. You could do everything. You could do rest machining, you can do, you can do full-on STL imports." I'm not going to get, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to jump too far into the weeds on this stuff mm-hmm. because the average listener is not going to understand it and the ones that do already (laughs) the (laughs) ones that already do are like yeah of course you could do that like everything does that but the point being that they went from something where it was like kind of like okay yeah cool the pro version to like oh this is legitimately becoming like the basic software is good but the pro Mm. software is becoming like legitimate professional grade cnc software now and it, it was awesome and I've been really enjoying using it. It's like, I don't know if I really need to do this infusion
1: now. <laughs> do, you, do you think, and, and this is, I'm curious about this. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to compare SketchUp to, but like Oof. when I was starting out in my basement, that was the, that was the software. Yeah. Um, and I never could grasp it. I still, to this day, can't figure out Sketchup. Don't
0: understand. I, I don't understand
1: anything. it at all. For some reason, Vectric, well... I say Vetric made sense. Um, mm-hmm. I think I could figure out how to do, I do things so archaically. Um, you, you've met Tom mm-hmm. and, and a lot of the commands, and I'm sure you'll understand this. I don't, cause I don't use multiple formats of, of softwares, but Tom uses very high end stuff in his print shop, mm-hmm. you know, very like expensive, like heavy duty, right. Uh, powerful softwares. And I'll be doing something and he'll go, why didn't you just do X X 12 P you yeah. know, or whatever? I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And he does it. And those, that, that keystroke saved 30 or 45 minutes of work that I was about yeah. to do, yeah. you know, and I just don't know about that stuff. But my question is, I, I kind of had to force myself because of such a crazy investment. Sure. But like, I didn't have a choice, but to make Vetric work. Right, right, but now that I have Vetric on the brain, do you think we as makers have a problem like I'm struggling with three sixty because it's not the same as Vetric, oh, or I'm 100%. struggling with sure you know, and how do we how do we get around that?
0: We don't i'm just I'm not even gonna lie we don't so i I was just having this conversation with my friend at work the other day. Because my work, my day job, you know, I have a couple of different roles, but one of my roles is I'm the in-house graphic designer at my mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love is that I live in Adobe apps all day long, you know, yeah. Photoshop, Lightroom and InDesign I and know. Illustrator. I know. <laughs> Those four apps. I love Adobe apps. I am an Adobe fanboy unapologetically. Do I yeah. love that they're a subscription? No, of course not. I'm not an idiot. I understand why people don't like that they're a subscription. But the simple fact is that there's a lot of meat on that bone. You get a mm-hmm. lot for your money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I use any other software? Yes. Right. Am I comfortable using any other software? No. Yeah, exactly. You know, you exactly. know like yeah. people have tried and I've, I can concepts translate, right? Concepts mm-hmm. translate. So if you're, if you're using Premiere Pro, you can jump into something like DaVinci Resolve and not be completely lost. Right. But it's very different. I I use that button. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know the concepts, right? Yeah. I I have tried so many times to like Inkscape is a perfect example. Mm. I have tried so many times to like Inkscape and I can't. Yeah. And I think the reason is that most of the free alternatives are designed by software developers, not people who use the applications. Right, right, right. And I truly think based on the way Adobe apps function, for the most part, the people who use the apps are the people developing the apps. It's the one thing, and I don't care what app you compare it to, Adobe software is made by people who use Adobe software because it's clear Mm -hmm. that the people had to eat their own dog food. That's what they call it in software development, where the developers have to use the apps. And Microsoft does the same thing. The reason Office has gotten better was because they really forced the people that use it onto the team so that there were more users and less developers. And once it became more user-focused, Microsoft Office is much better Mm -hmm. now than it was five years ago, 10 years ago. They just changed the way they developed their software. And I think that user-focused stuff is starting to kind of really show up but yeah i don't think you can easily switch software i think if you get into a a mindset and uh and an application ecosystem i think that's your application ecosystem like we just become dated dinosaurs huh (laughs) i mean it depends on what you what you attach to right yeah it really does like attaching to adobe is probably a safe bet they're not going anywhere yeah, you know people bitch about them all the time. Like I can't believe they're so huge. I can't believe they're huge. But you know what? They're the standard. Yeah, there's a reason they're it, the standard. It, I was it, just it, having a discussion on Reddit, which is already asking for death. But I was having a discussion <laughs> on Reddit about this, about OpenCAD, um, as opposed to Fusion Three Hundred and Sixty. I've tried to use OpenCAD. OpenCAD's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally terrible. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it is CAD designed by people who have never had to use CAD in the real world. Mm-hmm. And this is someone I, the only, you know where I learned CAD?
1: <laughs>
0: I learned CAD with AutoCAD.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shop class. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, My grandfather, my grandfather was yep. a draftsman. Yep. And he taught me AutoCAD. Do yeah. I remember anything from AutoCAD? Not yeah. a damn thing. Yeah. All I remember was, God, your computer runs this like trash. That was <laughs> all I remember about AutoCAD. Every computer ran it poorly. Yeah. But you know, Fusion 360 is the first CAD program I've ever used where I felt like, oh, I understand this. Yeah. I actually understand this. Yeah. Yeah. You can get pretty far just watching YouTube videos with Fusion 360.
1: Um, well, and I don't, I can't speak for other softwares, but literally when I bought this CNC, you know, the, this, this massive investment, I got a thumb drive Mm -hmm. and a, and a YouTube address. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Here's how you learn how to use it.
0: (laughs) They, I will say this, I will say this as much as I, as much as I joke about how impossible it was for me to learn Aspire, well, to learn VCarve. The truth of the matter is. There's plenty of information out there. That's the other upside to being in a big ecosystem.
1: Mm-hmm. You That's know, there's. Sure. I was just going to say that. Like, I, I can't imagine trying to learn any piece of equipment and not being in the makerspace where I can call Vincent Ferrari and say, yeah. "How do I do this?" Yeah. Or, or uh, you know, Jeff Stein or sure. you know, and anyone, anyone for that matter, and we.
0: And that's the good part because this, the information, the information circulates in amongst us Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. freely. Mm -hmm. Like there's never a time where you feel like if I ask this person, they're not going to give me an answer. You know, no, they're, they're happy to share the information. They want to share that information. Yeah. You know, I love, I love the thing. I, 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 I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I had my shape Oko before I met Al. Um, Oddly enough, I met Al. The, most, the first conversation we had wasn't even about CNCs. It was about the cooling and heating system in his shop. Because yep. we were jo- I was joking about it. He pointed that he had an air conditioner. I'm like, what do you do in the winter? Because I know where you live. And he did a whole video showing me his heating and cooling system. We were best buds after that. But you know, I went up to Al's. Um, I had my CNC. And I had a cutting board that was just a mess. And I needed to flatten it. And I went up to Al and Al just sh- did the process with me on his on Hannibal, this monster machine with one little cutting board on it. <laughs> and I understood it. Now, every cutting board that I've ever needed to do it to, I just do it. Like, I don't even have to think about the process. The process makes mm-hmm. perfect sense now. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's kind of wild, you know, that I had to see you do it to understand how I could do it. Yeah. But once I saw you do it, I was good. I've never asked you for help on it again. Like, it's yeah. like, nope, I got it. I understand. Every, this is every, what he's doing. Right.
1: And, and that's the way I learn as well. And that's maybe mm-hmm. why, again, why we get along so well, because we
0: learn the same way.
1: Yeah. And when mm-hmm. I ask you a question and you tell me, I'm literally picturing you doing it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, OK. Yeah.
0: Al and I, Al and I are what, what's called a kinesthetic learner. We learn in process. Like that that's what we are. I mean, it's just yeah. that's that's what we are. I learned the term from Jazza mm-hmm. and that's what we are. We are kinesthetic learners. We are people who learn in process. I can't learn just reading. No. Nope. I can't. I learn nothing. I, I can listen a... and pick yep. up details, mm-hmm. but if I watch you do something, mm-hmm. I will probably pick it up on the first or second try.
1: Yeah. I haven't and... read a book in a decade.
0: Read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Reading's for nerds. I'm not a nerd.
1: I am a podcast player right here behind us. There, you can see all the podcasts I have.
0: It's it's true, man. It's true. Um, so you went from what's really funny. So this is this is where you and I were very different, though. Mm-hmm. So you had your CNC, and I had a CNC, and you know we we corroborate on that, and we both love our CNCs. You love yours a lot more than I love mine. Um, and you know one day Al starts you know, hey, you know, lasers, you know, yeah. look Tell pretty good. Glow forge. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So at one point I thought I was going to have to sell everything. He's like, well, look, whatever you want to sell, fine. But I got dibs on the Glowforge. I'm yeah. like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I said, but I'm just letting you know, if I'm selling the Glowforge, I'm probably dying <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the, the, <laughs> I'm going to find a damn place for the Glowforge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Al went out and. You know, when I thought my financial situation was a little more stable and I thought it could fit in the office, I was going to get a giant laser also. Like Al and I were talking about giant lasers. Turns out I can't even get one into my shop because it won't fit through the door. <laughs> but Al was like, well, I mean, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get this 65 watt. I'm like, Al, you need the bigger one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, do I really need Al? You need the bigger one. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting like the little devil on Al's shoulder, just whispering in his ear, get the bigger one so what does Al do? Al gets the bigger one. Yeah. yeah. Has Al, now just, just for the record with everyone listening, have you regretted getting the bigger one at any point since you got it?
1: Not once. Not, not once. once. Right. Not, 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 <laughs> was, not even maybe. Um, it was the right and choice. Only, and there was one time I wished I'd have gotten the one fifty instead of the one hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's funny
0: because you, you know, so I was, you know, I remember you were t- just trying to figure out between the 60 and the hundred. I'm like, don't even bother with the 60. The yeah. 60 is, yeah. The 60s glowforge strength yeah go for the hundred you're not going to regret going for the hundred you may end up wanting to upgrade down the road you're going to want to go up you're always want to go up Yeah. but i love how you're first <laughs> so i get a phone call when he gets he gets this set up and he's making his first cut and the first thing he says to me says you know what <laughs> laser's pretty damn fast <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like yeah it's a lot faster than the cnc i'm like yeah <laughs> it's a lot faster
1: <laughs> so how are you how are you liking that laser life now i am uh i'm loving this laser life uh i uh again it's it's um as i as i deconstruct things like like i'll see something and my immediate thought is how can I make this with my equipment, mm-hmm. you know, so deconstructing things and cutting pieces out of uh, on the laser and engraving and uh, like, I'm just I'm a box fanatic. I, like, I, I, <laughs> I downloaded Maker Case, which is a very tiny little digital fab, you know, mm-hmm. box creator, and, and I just haven't found a better, easier one.
0: I don't think there is a better or easier one. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, honestly. I download
1: it, and I, you know, if I want to make a stand out of it, I just cut holes in the box. You know, you, you, I guess, you know, back to how we learn and back to how simple I am and making my software work. Um, and I don't, I, Jimmy Doresta kind of like says things, and I'm like, yeah, that's how I do it. Like he breaks things into pieces. and mm-hmm. that's what I do. You know, mm-hmm. like I just made a a firewood stand for a you know <laughs> as, as a joke. Well, that firewood stand, which looks like a, you know, it's an, it's an arc, you know, and all this kind of stuff. It's literally a three inch deep box, nine inches tall and 12 and inches or uh, 14 inches wide.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I cut an arc out of it and I cut a, t- a cut a piece out of the top, which left two pieces of a side. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I had to see it as a box sure. and then cut a circle out of it. And then, you know, um, whereas, someone maybe more skilled like yourself would open up Adobe Illustrator and draw the arcs and all that and extrude it out and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me.
0: <laughs> I totally, you know, it's funny you say that because, and and the flip side of that is I probably would approach it that way. Yeah. But here's the thing. That's probably the wrong way to approach it because that would take me hours. <laughs>
1: well, is, it, is it wrong though? I mean, yes, I understand the efficiency yeah. and the time factor, yeah. but... The I think the great the beautiful part of it is is neither approach is wrong. It's just the way we do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's it's interesting because I bumped into this a lot now that I'm doing a lot of these um, table number stands for for weddings. Um, I'm doing a lot of tab and slot. Um, Design (laughs) and it's it's fun, man. It's now that I have a process for doing it. Like if I'm taking in acrylic, one of the first things I do is I make that tab and slot checker Mm -hmm. in the corner of it. Mm -hmm. Every Mm -hmm. single piece of acrylic that comes in my shop, I cut one of those out of it, and I write in big marker on the sheet exactly how thick it is. When I and when I know I'm going to be doing a lot of one particular style, I make what i know i have enough inventory of and that has taken something that used to take me a whole weekend down to a couple of hours one day yeah, yeah. and you know those little efficiencies are what you know you pick up but the reality mm-hmm. is designing the initial designs for tab and slot i'd never done that before yeah. i wish i could have used some kind of generator to make it so is there,
1: is there a generator
0: there isn't yet.
1: Okay. I but was going to mo- say, cause I do it with a little tiny box and I slide it and then I cut a hole. And I...
0: <laughs> so what I, what I worked out, and this is really funny because I didn't really understand tab and slot, like the measurements, why mm-hmm. the measurements were what they were until I made the first one mm-hmm. and it didn't fit together. And I'm like, okay, what did I do wrong here? Mm-hmm. Well, this needs, Oh, the slot width is the material thickness mm-hmm. and it, It's weird how things click because it's like, oh, and all of a sudden you just go, oh, I understand this now. And you start like you should look at the Illustrator, (laughs) the Illustrator file I have for making these is 16 artboards, maybe 18, 20 artboards. (laughs) And on every artboard is one style in a certain thickness. Yeah. And then I just when I'm making them in the Glowforge, I haven't gotten around to making a folder in the new Glowforge app. And then just throwing all the designs in there, like quarter arch, .215, quarter arch, .205, quarter arch, .20. Mm-hmm. You know, now I can because I've done the work already. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's wild. It's absolutely wild how you learn on the, you, you know, you don't, I'm not just going to school on the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to school on the first one. I'm going to graduate school on the second one. I'm doing right, right, postdoctoral right. work on the third one. You know, have you
1: have you uh, have you had? Um, and again, the beauty of like CNC and now laser also is like once these once you make these files, you have them. I have yep. everything I've ever created, mm-hmm. and I've had people. Well, I just got an order, or I just completed an order that I did three years ago. Wow, uh, the the T box markers.
0: Ah, yes, yes, you yes. Know?
1: So I did 300 of them three years ago. or Yeah, three years ago. And then they just ordered another 110 that I just finished. But when I opened up the the CNC file from three years ago and looked at the tool passing, you know, I oh, was boy. like, I'm an idiot. What? <laughs> what were you doing? Yeah, like what the hell? <laughs> and I I literally cut the time in, in by two thirds. Yeah. And got cleaner, more efficient cuts. Sure, and you that's... Know, so, so you're, that, you're constantly going to school. Like you said, you
0: that's know. interesting because that's something you notice when you're doing anything digitally. Mm. Um, one of the big mistakes, like I'm, I really love 3d printing. I just made, um, I may, I had to make something for the day job this week and I, I whipped it together. I whipped it together in, um, infusion 360 cause we needed a rendering for the manufacturer and i did the whole design in fusion 360 and we sent that off we're going to send that off to the manufacturer next week just so he has a good look at what we expect it to look like and i'm doing this whole thing and i'm like oh i could 3d print this and we can kind of get an idea what this design is like in the real world mm-hmm. and i'm i'm 3d printing it and my initial instinct used to be when i first started 3d printing is i need as much infill as possible i want this to be strong mm-hmm. What you learn very quickly is that, oh, if I do a hundred percent infill, this is going to take hours mm-hmm. if I do fifteen percent infill, which is probably overkill for almost everything anyway, yeah. oh, look, that yeah. print time goes down to an hour forty
1: right. <laughs> you know and there and there's something i mean I'm not saying that you know strength is important, but I think there might be also something tack, you know uh The delicacy, uh, you know, the tactile—like it doesn't feel like a brick in your hand. Yeah, true. (laughs) You know, there's a there's a quality there.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and and one—the only thing I've ever found that need, like when I do my jigs, my cutting board. um, That's what I was just looking for. (laughs) (laughs) When I make those. Those are a hundred percent infill because they're very thin. They're plastic and they yeah. have to be, yeah. they have to be a hundred percent infill. I want, I don't want any empty space
1: between the top and bottom layers. Right. Listen, if you skeletalize that, I will drill a hole in the wrong place. I mean, <laughs> totally. I mean, it's just that I need it that brain stupid,
0: <laughs> but that's, you know, and you, obviously the focus of, I don't want to say the complete focus of the show, but the, the kind of the idea for this show is that it's the merging of, you know, digital technology and making and creativity and art and all that and it's the the kind of that that confluence right yeah and one of the things i'm I'm starting to really appreciate is the way that the machines that we use can kind of just drag our creations out into the real world
1: i think you know we we kind of it's not so much I mean, there still is, you know, the the quote unquote new guys have that argument. You know, the argument will go on th- through the eons of time. Mm-hmm. Of is is CNC woodworking, you know, mm-hmm. or or anything like that. But I think as you and I started kind of on the first wave of this, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we had the archaic tool, the archaic archaic CNC experiences and stuff like sure. that. I think I've found the way I use them by doing the work and then augmenting the quality with the machine, I yeah. think I think digital fabrication is just another tool. It's another hand plane, it's another chisel, it's another whatever.
0: I forgot who said it, but I love the analogy of well, is a table saw woodworking? Uh, yeah. Because that's a machine.
1: Yeah. And Mm
0: -hmm. I I always laugh when, and and the one thing, and, you know, I know it's kind of a trope for people that do this because it's like everybody says this, but it really is true. Mm -hmm. The only people who think the CNC does all the work are the people who have never used the CNC. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are times, I got, I have a juice groove jig that is absolutely fantastic. I love it. It's the best investment I've made in my shop at $180, right? It's amazing. I, I would... I would never get rid of it. Why? Because as easy, and I'm doing scare quotes for those of you listening, yeah. as easy as the CNC is, it is yeah. so much easier to just put this thing in a jig and cut it with a router.
1: Like Such, it, a, such a beautiful example. Like it, it's like we've come, it's almost like we're full circle. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like now, sometimes hand doing it by quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes now, doing it by hand with a jig and a router like we used to do back in the mm-hmm. 1900s, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes that is faster. And you know what? It's okay. Yeah. It's Even... okay. Do you know how many times I have thrown a jig and screwed it down to the table of my CNC and of used course. a hand router?
0: <laughs> well done. it. There's a reason everyone has a wood-top workbench. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: I mean, so you could screw tools to the top of it. Everybody does it. I It's weird because the, the, the charcuterie board that I'm bringing... I'm going to Al's shop tomorrow mm-hmm. to use Clarice, the um, big Laguna laser, mm-hmm. to engrave. But the reason that all of this has come to be is because I didn't do it on the CNC. I used my bandsaw, a Forstner bit, a router, mm-hmm. and... You know, a table saw. I used old great, school too. techniques. I did not use any yeah. digifab to put it together.
1: Yeah. Check Ten... out check out his Instagram. It looks great.
0: <laughs> it's it's a per it's a pretty board. I can't wait to have it engraved and finished so that I can take beauty shots of this one. It's yeah. really just a big piece of paduke with a stripe of cherry down it, but yeah. it's yeah. just a it's just pretty. Yeah.
1: No, it looks good. Did you did you say like you said Clarice? Did you did we tell everybody that that the the swift is hannibal like i mean i've i
0: i just call it hannibal to everybody so it's just
1: (laughs) yeah it's hannibal because he's you know he's smart and debonair and classical and all that kind of stuff and if you get close enough to him he will eat you
0: (laughs) oh yes oh yes (laughs) that's
1: where where that started
0: (laughs) and then you know somebody very clever that you know who's um a literal genius very good-looking um, suggested that you call the other one Clarice because you already had Hannibal. So <laughs> yeah.
1: he's
0: yeah. trying to come up with a name. I'm like, how could you call it anything but Clarice? This is true. This I was is like, true. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That that makes perfect sense. Actually. <laughs> um, yeah, man. It's it's. I love I love your vibe with your tools. I love you. I love watching you go. I loved when when I when you made the t- the first round of tea boxes and I was in your shop with you and i was watching i I watched your process and you were showing me all the crazy jigs and cutouts there's there's one right now for those of you watching the video version these are the things that al and i were sitting on with coffee painting rings on (laughs) but yeah man it's it's wild you know you could use a cnc knowing nothing about woodworking you totally could
1: yeah, I don't you, know a lot about woodworking.
0: <laughs> you're not going to get a lot out of a CNC, though, if you have no woodworking knowledge. Yeah, yeah Because yeah. having the woodworking knowledge kind of teaches you what to do with the CNC. Like, what do you need to accomplish to make this a thing? Oh, yeah. I need to make a jig to align this. Yeah, okay, yeah. if you don't know how to do that, the CNC, yeah, you could do it. You're going to have garbage when you're done with yeah. it. You're going to have lopsided, cockeyed everything. Mm-hmm. It's not going to look good at all.
1: And and another thing a CNC will do for you, too, is it keeps you honest. Like there are, you know, you do make a point. I I jest when I say I don't know anything. I I don't feel like I know anything. I feel like an amateur and a novice. You know, I have a lot of years of experience. Are there people that I'm better at woodworking at? I'm sure, you know, there's toddlers (laughs) in the world still. Um, (laughs) Some people are are
0: still wearing diapers. They don't work. They don't know how to do anything.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of people better than me i mean i try to be you know, i'm not trying to be humble but i'm not i know where i know my place in life i think but i you do have to know um like a climb cut with a router you, you like you gotta know that sometimes you you don't cut this type of wood in this direction um, the beauty of a CNC is it will tell you that faster as the piece explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and 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 for me, really fast big explosion pieces of wood make me <laughs> learn really fast.
0: <laughs> I will say, that's an interesting point. That's actually an interesting point because the one thing you do learn is that processes matter. With yeah. digital fab stuff, processes matter. They're the most important thing mm-hmm. with the Forge. Mm-hmm. One of the things I learned real quick, and it's funny because the Forge is much better now. From They've done so many updates on it in the four years that I've had mine. Um, mm-hmm. But when I first got it, when I first got the damn thing, I couldn't rely on it to cut anything smaller than three inches. Mm-hmm. Like It was useless for cutting small things. Like, ugh. And I don't mean... Bad. I mean, literally useless. It was not accurate in any way. And the big thing was everybody was making cardboard jigs to place everything on the honeycomb tray because it was just like, yeah, this is useless. Like, you can't Mm -hmm. rely on this thing to cut accurately. Now I've seen people engraving on grains of rice to prove how accurate it is. Like, it's that much more accurate now. But one of the things you learned very quickly in the beginning was place your stuff straight. Yeah, because yeah. the machine ain't gonna straighten it for you. No, and you're and, gonna have and, everything crooked.
1: <laughs> and the be- and the 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 curse and the beauty of digital fab, in my case, like I, we keep coming back to the CNC and the laser, mm-hmm. is they only do exactly what you yeah. tell them to do. Damn machine! So machines. there is, you know, when you're hand tool working, and again, I'm not. This is not to to crap on hand tool workers at all. But like, you have time to think about what the next step is as you're right. working. Right. Before you and I hit the start button, we have to have all, make sure of all it. is lined up. Because when he gets to step 7,522, if it's wrong, he's going to keep going.
0: He's going to get to 7,523 in three yeah. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, He ain't yeah. stopping. <laughs> I Another thing that, you know, it's little things like that you learn, like even with the Glowforge, like one of the things you learn is your material's never completely flat. And you don't, you think it is until you put it on this metal tray. And you're like, <laughs> oh, wow, that is not flat at all. So it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to cut it, then I'm going to engrave it. No, dumbass. Don't do that. Don't cut it, then engrave it. Because the second you cut it, it drops five millimeters. And that doesn't sound like a lot. But when you're talking about a laser beam that's focused five millimeters above where it's burning, all of a sudden your burns look like garbage. And you don't know this, right? Until you F up enough of them where you go, There's got to be something I'm doing wrong. And then somebody, somebody, some genius person will on YouTube not just do that, but they'll explain why you do the engrave first, then the cut, and you go,
1: Oh, and you know why? Because they have three of them screwed to their ceiling already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the way, no, no, that's the way it works. True. You know, I've, I've gotten tech, I've gotten literal Instagram messages. Hey, just so you're, you're real. You might not want to do that. This is what happened to me. And mm. I'll be darned if I hadn't stopped the process and went, Oh wow. That was going to snap off and it was going to fly across the room. You yeah. know, Thanks for the help. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's trolls everywhere. But yeah, that flat flat thing. I love it when people, you know, hey, uh, could you engrave in this slab? I already flattened it. And they bring it to you, (laughs) you know, and it's a half an inch of twist. And like in eight feet, a half an inch doesn't look like that much. But when you send a quarter inch bit down eight feet. Sure. Sure. It started at a quarter inch deep. Now it's three quarters of an inch deep, and you just yeah. broke a sixty or eighty dollar bit.
0: One hundred percent. And that's the other thing, like especially with CNCs, like mill end mills are expensive. Yeah. Like yeah. even even cheaper end mills. Like most of my end most of my end mills, not all of them, mm-hmm. but most of my end mills are um, carbide three D branded. They're the ones that I buy. I got with the machine or replaced the ones that came with the machine. But I bought some new Spectra coated Amana bits. I have some, I have the Amana RC-1145. Mm -hmm. Like I have some, you know, insert tooling, you know, because I'm dumb and I don't know how to do anything. So I got some insert tooling. No, 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 no.
1: (laughs) Insert tooling is the greatest thing ever invented.
0: (laughs) It really is. Um, But it's very, it's very funny. You know, you learn very quickly that, oh, those, these are expensive. Like I broke the, the carbide on the 1145 the very first time I used it. Why did you break it? Did you do it on purpose? No, I'm a dumbass and I didn't know you had to make sure it was tight every time you used the damn blade. And it's like, yeah. okay, yeah. guess what I do every time I put that in the machine? Now yeah. that thing gets tightened. <laughs> yeah,
1: I have I have a whole box in my CNC tra- draw. I have a whole box of broken carbide mm-hmm. steel that mm-hmm. you know is that that box is probably a grand. <laughs> it's
0: crazy, and you you know you go you break it and then you go oh. Like the one nice thing about insert tooling is you're just buying the carbide, you're not buying the, right, the bit right. over and over again. Yeah. But the carbide is, you know, the bit is eighty dollars to a hundred dollars, and the carbide is sixty. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn! Why I, uh, did I do? I keep yeah. doing
1: this. Well, and that that, I mean, unfortunately, it's a learning curve. It's kind of like, it's not the same as because you're not getting damaged, but it's the same thing as touching a hot stove. Eventually, right. you know. Like when that if you hit yourself in the wallet a hundred bucks a time, two or three exactly. times, yeah, you tend to go, wait, before I hit start, I'm gonna relook at this tool path.
0: <laughs> you know, you you what you end up with though, and I don't know if this applies to you, it applies to me a hundred percent, but one of the things that keeps happening with me is I will paralyze myself going over my steps over and over and over. Absolutely, absolutely. And especially when I only have like, I, if you remember, I was like, I think it was last summer. I had a tray that I was making and I called Al. I'm like, listen, I need to come up. We need to do this on Hannibal and I need your help. I said, cause I have, I don't have any cherry left except for this. This is the only piece of cherry I have left. Yeah, no this pressure. has to work on the first try. <laughs> no pressure and, at all. <laughs> yeah, and we can't, we cannot screw this up. It has to work. And he's like, Bring it up. Like, All right.
1: Yeah. I, went I, looked to... for more, I looked for cherry in my shop while he was driving up. <laughs>
0: yeah, and for the record, he had none. Um, <laughs> it's it's but it's really it's really just that. I mean, I was so paralyzed that I didn't even want to put it on my machine. I was like, I need a second set of eyes to look at this because. <laughs> I know how easily this can go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. No, and there's nothing wrong with it. I've had people, I've sent files to people and said, Hey, would you look at this? Cause it's mm-hmm. not making sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: um, I do. I do dumb stuff like that all the time. Like, you know, you make something, you want to engrave the back of it and then you don't mirror it. Oh, <laughs> oh there yeah. you go. Throw oh, that yeah. away. Uh, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it's funny because when I first got the Glowforge, like, I don't understand why everyone engraves on the back. You learn real quick that engraving on the back is the right way to do it because yeah. Yeah. it looks nicer. It, yeah. It's cleaner. Yep. And you don't understand. Again, that's one of those things that you learn over time. All these little things you learn over time. And now it's like I, I've been watching. I'm not going to name the YouTuber. But one of my favorite YouTubers just started doing videos on the Glowforge and i feel like everything she does with the glowforge is everything i did wrong when i got mine Mm -hmm. and she keeps doing it over and over and i keep putting comments like don't do that don't do that don't Mm -hmm. And she keeps doing it's like i'm not trolling you i have four years with that machine i know that machine better than a lot of people know that machine
1: is that's a very interesting isn't it interesting or do you find it interesting that um like um i'm 2016. You know, so five, six years with mm-hmm. with, the, with this machine to, well, one year with the laser, literally. Yeah. Um. So I'm new, but I've got shop experience. You know, my, uh, we, you know, Woodworks has been around since, I mean, I started in the basement, uh, you know, uh, 15 years ago, <clears throat> but I remember when I was just doing, you know, I was making, you know, I was kicking out three cutting boards a week, you know, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I would start start commenting to people like, Hey, you know, you could be a little more efficient, you know, blah, 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 blah. And now 10 years later, I'm like, what an idiot. (laughs) Because you know what? I've got some guy in a basement who's made three cutting boards, sending me a text saying, Hey, couldn't you do this? And and like, uh, now I can go, you know what? Thanks, man. I appreciate that advice. I'll look into it. You know, I'm glad you're paying attention. You know, Good, good for you. Because now I have to, now I can step back and say, you know what, I was there, and mm-hmm. now I can also look at people upstream. Yeah. And go, you know what? That's what they're they're seeing me going. You know what? I was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, it's um, the it's the I always use it. It's the um, Frank Shamrock rule of training. You train with two people: one that's better than you, and one that's not as good as you. You learn from the one that's better than you, and you yeah. teach the one that's not as good as you are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not an expert on anything. I'm not. I'm literally not. I don't claim to be. Yeah. But I do promise you that if I'm offering you advice on something you're doing, I know what I'm talking about. Because if it, if I have taken the time to actually talk to you about your processes, mm-hmm. I'm giving you useful information. I promise you. I'm yeah. never, I never waste people's time. I don't want to just give you a tip or... It's not worth it, right? But yeah. if I'm if I'm looking at something, going, oh no, I've been down this road. I know what this looks like. I know the problems you're going to have. I had those problems. I'm trying to stop you from having those problems.
1: You know, ladies and gentlemen, this statement has been fact checked and it is true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I mean, it's true. If, if I've never corrected somebody on something that it, that's a mistake no. that I didn't make, no. Never, I've never, because, and the reason I correct people is because I wish people would have stepped in and corrected me.
1: Listen, I'm standing in front of the laser yesterday, talking to you going, I want to do this thing because there's an issue coming mm-hmm. down the line here, mm-hmm. and and you aren't even looking at the damn machine and said, well, what's going to happen when it goes over here and over? And I'm like, damn it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Bullse- so,
0: yeah, so Al and I, this is really funny. Like, this is, by the way, this is the experience talking, right? Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is me going, okay, so Al and I were working on something on Clarice, and we were trying to come up with a solution for a potential issue that we both can't believe is an issue. We're probably just both looking at this wrong. Uh-huh. Um, but we, Al had a good idea, and he starts giving me the idea. And in my head, I'm visualizing what he's talking about, and I'm like, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And he's going, yeah, yeah. So what we need to do. And I'm like, it's not going to work. I'm just going in my head. I'm like, that's just not going to yeah. work. So I'm like, Al, what happens if blah, blah,
1: like, Well, you just.
0: No, no, Al. Just what happens if it doesn't do that?
1: <laughs> and then the I next message on. I get is, oh, yeah. crap. Yeah. I turned it on and it didn't do that. And I yeah. was like, oh, yep. <laughs> he goes, Oh, crap. That's yeah. not going to work. I'm like, yeah.
0: okay, good. Because I, I felt like, you know, because in the other thing, and I even said it to you, is was like, one of the things that happened while we were having that conversation is I was asking questions. I was starting to feel like I was just being belligerent. It's like, I, but I wasn't. I was literally yeah. trying to convey, yeah. like, I don't think it's always going to work that way.
1: <laughs> and, and I think you, you, you thr- I, I think we learn how to throttle ourselves. Like if yeah. you were talking to somebody you didn't know, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't approach them as firmly as you approach me.
0: Right. I would have just probably just said, okay, you do you. And that's it.
1: Or, you know, I don't think that's going to work. Or maybe like, look at this, check this out. You know, whereas me, we know each other well enough that you could say, yeah, that's not going to work. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. And you're like, no, it's not going to work. (laughs) And I literally had to come out here and turn it on and go, "Huh, that's not going to work. Well,
0: well, will you look at that?
1: (laughs) The old man's got it. But, you know, this is back to the community, you know, mm-hmm. like if I had to figure out half of this by myself, sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be anywhere today. I don't you know.
0: think, I don't think anybody in this community hmm. can say that they are where they are on their own. I don't care who you are Look, because
1: my photography, can, my photography equipment alone. Yeah. I would have wasted so much money. Sure. <laughs> Sure. buying three or four cameras before i figured out that hey vincent what camera do i need to buy vincent said not only do you need to buy this one here's the link
0: <laughs> yeah here's the link get this camera here's the lights get this yep. and here's yep. the box you need to put your there's crap lights, in to take pictures of the
1: camera of. there's the stand yeah. yeah
0: yeah and it's 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 again it's and the one thing i <laughs> it's really funny cuz i give him a tripod and he goes I really need to spend that much on it? I, yes, you do. Okay. I'll get yeah. the tripod. And so far, I've not heard one complaint about the tripod, right? Not
1: one. And three people have borrowed it and used it and when? where did you get that tripod? Yeah. I, and, I, oh, that's and my this, buddy.
0: <laughs> it's really interesting because I've had, so I've been doing photography since the early 2000s.
1: You've spent all the money already. That I did. I,
0: <laughs> I did all the going to school. Yeah. I did all the research. I yeah. screwed everything up. I did it. I've done this so many times that I've learned my lesson. I did it with 3D printers. My 3D printer journey is thus. I bought four 3D printers to avoid spending the money on a Prusa. Mm -hmm. And I ended up with a Prusa. (laughs) And I will never buy anything but a Prusa.
1: Yeah. Right. And, and you will advise people who are interested in 3D printers just buy the Prusa.
0: Buy the Prusa now. Yeah. You're going to buy
1: it later. And you know what? We do this in life too. Some of us, sure. you know, those of you listening, you know, with families and everything. I tell my daughter, who is 30 years old, we get into arguments all the time. My stepdaughter is here local, and we'll get in arguments all the time. And I literally just say, honey, I can't tell you what to do with your life in your life. Right. but I can tell you what mistakes I made. Sure. You're going to make your own. There's no reason to make the ones I made. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That's you're, it right there. You're going to screw enough up on your own. You don't need to screw up the stuff I did. <laughs> exactly. Learn. You know. you know, that is the
0: one thing that I, I will say, that is the one thing that my parents were very good at with me. They let me make my own mistakes, yeah. but they didn't let me make their mistakes. Right. And it's the same with the people that I love in the maker community, the people that I look at as people that I've learned from, the people who have inspired me. I have learned from them because they've already
1: screwed these things up. I was was just going to say, and if you really think about it, every time someone gives us advice or we learn something from someone or teach someone, we're not teaching something we know. We're teaching something we know won't work. (laughs) Most of the time. I mean, most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Like, I might not be able to answer that specific question, but I can tell you these three ways aren't going to work because I've tried them.
0: (laughs) And this is why, and this is why I love the group of people that we've Mm -hmm. chosen to surround ourselves with. You know, like even talking to people at Maker Camp, you know, like I was talking to, um, I was with um, Dave from Atomic Airship Works. He won a, um, he got a, a, he won something beautiful in the Maker Swap. And I got to chat with the guy. I got to chat with the guy that made it because I had to know how he did it. Like he won this Starbond, um, this Starbond glue thing. It was a Starbond glue stand and it was for all the Starbond products. It was a spot for every single one Uh and it was made of walnut and resin and it was unbelievable. It was so beautiful. And the finish on it was so impressive and i just you know i was standing next to him in line and he's like oh yeah i made that and i'm like okay we were waiting to get our picture taken by mark adams and i'm like i need to know how you got that finish he goes what do you mean i was like i need to know how you got that finish like what was what's the process that got that beautiful finish on the resin because i've been trying to get that finish
1: yeah. it looked like for french years. polish or something
0: so what he he got this amazing matte finish on it and if you've ever worked with resin you know that getting a matte finish on resin is and having it look consistent and nice is impossible but he didn't just get a nice matte finish that matte finish of resin blended into the matte finish on the wood wow absolutely wild absolutely wild so yeah it was it was crazy and I was freaking out, and then I got to talk to the guy who did it, and now I understand his process. So the next time I make something with resin on resin and wood mixed together, I know mm-hmm. exactly how to finish it to get that so finished.
1: And, and you just saved you know a few a few steps of school
0: <laughs> and he and and the crazy thing is he doesn't know who I am. Yeah. For all, yeah. he knows I'm writing a book, and I'm going to steal his thing and make money off, right? but he, mm-hmm. it, it didn't matter at that moment because it's like no i have information you want information let's Mm -hmm. let's come together i'm going to share it with you
1: Mm -hmm. my my thing of the week uh uh the guy i made a uh a few a couple years ago i made a flip over stool cnc Mm -hmm. like a Mm -hmm. like a flat pack flip over stool that my great grandmother had as a kid when i was a kid it was a an enamel an a steel enamel you know very uh, uh art deco piece um i made one out of plywood you know and uh he did a similar thing it was a st- mine is a chair that flips into a step stool his is a small step stool that the feet pop out of like they're on like a like a cantilever kind of thing okay and he's like yeah i'm not having he goes i made this i got you know i, I have to adjust the the tab tab and tab and uh slot <laughs> yeah. no, of course. You uh we're only doing wood instead of acrylic here um, he goes, I, I got to adjust these here, you know, um, and was asking about bit and speeds and speeds and stuff like that. And I was like, man, that's a really cool idea. I actually made one, but it's a chair. And he's like, oh, that's an awesome idea. And he goes, I haven't gotten any very much interest in mine, You know, if, did you do well with yours? I said, I didn't sell any. And he's like, what do you think about trading? I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I'll give you my file. You give me your file. And now we both make, now we both have both kinds, you know, maybe we can, you that's know, amazing. And I was like, you know what? What's your email? <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell not? <laughs> you know? So now I'm going to build his stool. He's going to build my stool. I'm curious to see what tweaks, you know, like how he may better my design, um, you know, and maybe I can better his design, you know. Sometimes
0: I, I, I'll i do something like that. Um, somebody will be working on something. Um, Jeff recently, Jeff, a weird guy, just recently <laughs> made something for Justin Bear Maked. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool piece of wall art. Um, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. And he sent me artwork and he's like, I need, we need to modify this though. And I'm like, okay. And I started working on it and I realized very quickly that I wasn't just going to be able to just modify what he sent me. So mm-hmm. I essentially started over with that as a guide, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the craziest parts of doing that was I was learning so much as I was doing. I'm like, "Oh, no, I could okay, I can cut a corner here mm-hmm. and you won't like cuz I had I had to keep in mind one of the things you learn very quickly when you're dealing with CNCs and lasers is that you're making silhouettes. Everything is a silhouette. Mm-hmm. Everything is a shape, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if something you take two things and stick them together as long as it's one continuous shape you're good. Yeah. You don't, have, it doesn't have to be colored. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a path for the tool to move along.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as I was doing, I'm like, wow, I, I finished it up and I'm looking at it on the screen and I just go, wow, you've learned a lot in a couple of years. Like, cause that would have <laughs> just take. I did it. I think I did it. It took me about an hour. Yeah. It took yeah. me about an hour of just sitting here with my, um with my tablet and just in illustrator, just tweaking, tweaking until I was happy with it. And I sent it to him and he's like, exactly what i needed i said yeah and that part i didn't know what you were going to do so i made a double outline at one point because i didn't know how he wanted to handle it Mm -hmm. and but i knew that he was going to do it on the cnc so i'm like okay Mm -hmm. here's Mm -hmm. your two options or you could just do the whole option here and make one piece to go in here Mm -hmm. and it felt so good to have thought of that yeah when i handed it to him he's like oh no i already ran the case study through my head. Like, how would I do, what would I want to do if I was making this out of wood? Well, there's two ways to do this. I'll give you the option to do both with one click of delete. You've already gotten rid of one of them. If you don't want to use it.
1: Right. And, so, so if I'm hearing you, right, you've kind of just explained uh like a hive mind mentality. Yeah. Like the maker world is, is very, hive minded. you know, 100%. like, like it's not that I don't need to learn or shouldn't learn how to 3D print. But mm-hmm. right now at this level and in my life and the space I have, m- my brain is like, I don't need to learn how to use a 3D printer. I've got okay. a Vincent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, no,
0: it's, you know, it's it's 100% you know, true. And you
1: you don't need a bigger laser because right now you can drive up here and use this one. You know. 100%, or, which is you know. what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, but but also there is an understanding that if you start coming up here two times a week, now you need a bigger laser.
0: <laughs> no, hundred percent. hundred percent. And that that's the funny part. Like I, I love that I love that we have a community where like you become like almost a mini expert on something.
1: Yeah.
0: And I've actually had people come up to me and go, hey, I'm working on something. I'm gonna need down the road, I'm gonna need somebody that can do this in Adobe Illustrator. Can you handle it? Yeah. Okay. I don't
1: cool. know how many conversations I've had with people, and this is again I guess I'll I guess I'll puff up on the uh, on the host here. Um, I more often than not have been in conversations with people and had someone ask me a question, and I will just go, "I don't know," but I'll ask Vincent later. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I know it, specifically camera questions. Sure, you know? sure. Like I don't know. I don't have anybody in my life who has been through more cameras, <laughs> and and. Used each and every one of them. Oh yeah, I know lots of people who collect things.
0: Oh hundred percent. You
1: you you are able to say the Nikon blah 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 will do this, won't do that. The Canon mm-hmm. blah 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 will do yeah. this, won't do that. You know. Whereas you know, I had a lot, when I was looking for cameras before I started even confiding in you because I didn't think you would want to give me the time of day because you were, you know what I mean. I was. <laughs> I was was wild times
0: when you went camera shopping. I will say that.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, and people were like, oh, you got to get a Nikon or you got to get a Canon. I had Mm -hmm. a guy trying to get me to buy a lens that the very first thing you taught me was that lens was a piece of garbage and not worth the $500. You know, like that would just have been the biggest waste of money. You A
0: hundred percent would have been a huge waste of money.
1: You know what lens I'm talking about?
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. It was the 7300. It was, I always get the number wrong because they made a second version. It's very funny. They made a second version of that lens that is absolutely fantastic. I have it. But the first version.
1: Yeah. And this guy was like, Garbage. If you get it, you gotta get this lens. You gotta yeah. get it. This has gotta be your first lens. If you nope. don't get it, you'll be chasing pictures. And
0: yeah, no. Thank no. God.
1: You know. Nope. <laughs> nope. So I guess I guess the point is in this maker community, like we we I trust Vincent and I have a very yeah. good relationship, and he has never steered me wrong, and I hope I haven't steered him wrong. But, but- you should verify and do your own research when you get advice from people.
0: <laughs> I my my philosophy is this. Use use the knowledge people have but don't rely on it. Use it. Like mm-hmm. okay, Al taught me how to do this with cutting boards. Okay. Well, he taught me how to okay. you know, maybe I need to tweak this a little bit, but mm-hmm. I understand. I think the the thing you need to do as we wind up the conversation, I think the the big thing especially with digital fab stuff is not to understand the how, it's to understand the why. Why do you have to zero things correctly? Mm -hmm. Why do you have to put a wedge in your Glowforge up against the inside wall so when you put your cutting board, oh, it's so that it's square to the head so that when it cuts, it cuts straight. Mm -hmm. How many cutting boards did I cut crooked before I realized like, oh, I could just put a piece of wood there. Mm -hmm. And that piece of wood resting up against the inside wall and that's a stop that will make sure that it is straight, perpendicular mm-hmm. to everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. Very good advice. Very it, good advice.
0: It, it, yeah. You take take the process and under understand the process more than understand being able to repeat the process. Because mm-hmm. if you yeah. understand the process, the process makes a whole lot more sense. You know what process always makes a lot of sense, though? What's the that? The process part? of giving out our things of the week and yes everyone things of the week are still a thing we everybody loves things of the week they love all the cool stuff that we recommend they love that i always make them spend money um i don't think al's gonna make them spend money this week though so al what what is your thing of the week
1: well my thing of the week in classic ethan carter style is things of the week it's two
0: (laughs) (laughs) two episodes in we're already breaking the rules go ahead
1: (laughs) well um I the reason I and thank you for giving me the the leeway to do 2. <laughs> um, I would have done one if you told me no do one. But the my my uh reasoning for doing 2 is there are a lot of incredible makers out there that have incredibly large followings and stuff like that and while they excite me they don't need my support kind of thing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, 100. Yeah, like, using them as a thing of the week is not going to push them down the road, any. <laughs> Fair enough. And then I do have one that I feel very strongly about that has a very tiny channel that I have no idea why I have. I cannot figure it out for the life of me. So, okay, my big That's channel and is, and I and I picked this person because his filmography on YouTube is un um, unmatched by okay by less. Like there might be two other people on on YouTube filming as clean and as crisp as this person, and while he does everything by hand right now, he uses digital media to show like he does like extrusions in in uh, uh, computer generated. This is the this is how the machine works that I'm building by hand, and oh, that God. is uh, Clickspring. Clickspring,
0: that Clickspring.
1: Uh, he does have he's on YouTube under Clickspring, and his uh, Instagram is Clickspring1. He's building an Antikytherin uh, wow. calendar. He's been working okay. on it for years.
0: But, <laughs> That's about uh, how long it would take to make one, and it won't oh, be years. done. <laughs> he's,
1: he's been doing this process for years, but it's 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 almost like ASMR. It's like you just watch this, and then you're like, Oh, my God, an hour and a half went by. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's the big channel. He's got very you know big following and everything like that. But my real actual thing of the week uh, is uh, an Instagram channel called Colorado Multicraft.
0: Ah. The, La- so for those of you not paying attention, he uh-huh. won your giveaway when you hit 2,000? Uh-huh. He won your giveaway.
1: Lars did? Yeah. He did. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's probably listening right now, going, "Yeah, Al,
1: I did." <laughs> Lars Coleman. Um, Lars Coleman. I don't. He. I don't think he has three hundred on Instagram, and people. He should have twenty thousand. Wow. The things this man does with a CNC is it's, amazing. He's wild. He's is a good amazing. dude too. And he is. He is almost. Uh, yeah, he's one hundred percent digital fab. He he just bought Clarice. He just bought an MX. Nice. Uh, uh, You've got
0: 287 followers. followers. That's criminal.
1: Yeah, no, I'm telling you, people. And and he he doesn't like. He's not on. You know, he doesn't push it. You know, and and he's very humble, but hyper intellectual, super guy. If you need information, if you need help, if you just if you need anything, Lars is an amazing, amazing person.
0: A hundred percent. Lars Lars is one of the good guys. Absolutely one yeah. of the good guys. I completely agree. And he's the one I uh, trade files with. He, he's actually, he's I've, I've posted stuff in my stories from time to time, uh-huh. you know, as when I'm in dark places and I always get like a thumbs up or like a cheer up kind of it's thing. From him. Worse. He's just one of the, he's a solid dude. Yeah. He very I, I completely, completely yeah. agree. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent choice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's my things of the week. <laughs> nice.
0: My thing of the week is another thing that's going to make you spend money. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so if you if you listen to because we make for any length of time, you know that I had a love hate minus the love relationship with resin 3D printing. Um, resin 3D printers are a pain in the ass. That's the only way to describe it. They're they are nothing but a pain in the ass. They are wonderful. They print incredible levels of detail. You can go super small and do amazing things, but they're a pain in the ass. They make a mess. They stink. <clears throat> And a lot of times, they fail. Um, mm-hmm. I had, I've had i had two different ones. The first one I had, I never got it to print successfully. I literally never got a successful print off of it. And I gave it to a friend of mine because I just wanted it out. He took it. His success rate with it is 50%, which wow. means half the time he's printing with it, he gets a, fa- a print fail. So... I got a second one again, never got a successful print out of it. I literally never got it. And I finally said, I'm not dealing with resin anymore. I know how to 3d print stuff. I'm just going to keep you. One day I watched a YouTube video and I saw a resin 3d printer made by frozen 3d called the Sonic mini 8k. Mm -hmm. It's an 8k screen on this thing. Hmm. And I was like, and the guy that did it basically showed the setup process it take it took him 10 minutes to set it up and he was making prints that were unbelievable on day 1 with it. I'm like all right, it's only a $500 printer and I really do want to start doing like making my own molds for jewelry and the only way to do that is with a resin printer, so I'm going to get this printer. I got it. <laughs> and nice. I will say the quality that this thing can print wow is ludicrous um i'll put a picture of this on maybe in my instagram at some point just to show off what it's capable of this thing is i'm showing al on the screen if you're watching the video version you can see it on the video God. this is about an inch and a half tall wow. and you can see like you look at the back you, you can, can see, see his fingernails. Yeah. on his robe uh come on focus focus there we go you can see texture on his robe Wow you it's it's ridiculous. This that's printer is
1: absolutely
0: a hundred percent beyond the shadow of a doubt the most ridiculous thing that's I've ever owned.
1: You almost can't cast that clean.
0: <laughs> I mean, if I cast that with pewter, it's not going to be as clean as the print that I made the mold from. Right, which is right. a good problem to have Right right. Yeah. That's a good problem to have. I'm perfectly right fine that's having right that as my problem. but yeah. yeah, so the frozen Sonic mini 8k, it is a. It's about five hundred and sixty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and the resin I used, I was smart. I bought frozen's resin with it. Mm-hmm. I figured if I'm going to go in, if I'm going to go into this, I'll stay in an ecosystem. If I get good results, so far, this printer hasn't failed on anything I've tried to print with it. So I would highly recommend it if you're looking for a resin 3D printer. I know everyone likes the Elagoo Mars printers. I didn't have a lot of luck with them. Jeff, a weird guy. We've talked about Jeff so much on this episode.
1: He should be an honorary host. You should. Yeah. I was going to say you should have him on as a guest,
0: but (laughs) Jeff, um, Jeff has a lot of luck with his. So we bought ours at the same time. Mine is gone. He still uses his. So, you know, to each their own. Some people have luck. Some don't.
1: Well, he's a weird guy.
0: He is a weird guy and (laughs) weird guys do tend to get things done. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes. You'll be able to, jump onto amazon and order it i'll even i think i'll put a link to the resin i use too because the resin i use is absolutely fantastic um i've had a lot of good luck with it and the finish on it is super nice
1: but sounds like a really cool machine
0: it is a really cool machine it's a pain in the ass i'm not gonna lie it's a pain in the ass but every resin printer is a pain in the ass
1: i don't have i've never 3d printed anything i don't even know what they look like other than pictures <laughs> yeah
0: we're gonna get you a 3d printer soon i talked you into a laser and you think yeah. i'm a genius right yeah yeah, yeah. start yeah. making your own jigs with a 3d printer you're gonna be selling you're gonna be selling corner hole jigs that compete with mine then i'll have to kill you um <laughs> but you know who i'm not gonna kill who's that the people who subscribe to this podcast that's Do right Do you have
1: anybody we're- subscribing here
0: We have financial supporters. And I got to say, this is something that blows my mind. I know this we're talking about this like this wasn't talked about last week with Jimmy on the show. But it wasn't because this one was recorded first. But anyway, we have financial supporters of this show. And one of the craziest things to me is that all I did was put out episode zero and explain why this show needed to be financially successful. Mm -hmm. And people answered the call. And I really appreciate the people that did. So, the people that answered the call are Matthew Serio from Artigiano Serio. Yeah, I pronounce it correctly, unlike <laughs> everyone else. Um, can I just say, by the way, you can. he's just one of the nicest freaking dudes on the planet. He? he just really is one. He came up to me at Maker Camp, and he said, Vincent, hi, how you doing? Now, I, I, for those of you that don't know or weren't paying much attention, I made a yellow shirt with my logo on the back of it. It And I told people just come up to me because I, I don't know what any of you look like. Like I knew a couple of people like I, but and people were coming up to me and he came up to me. I'm like, I, 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 do I know you? It's like, it's Matt Sario. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Now I know what you look like. I've definitely, yeah. And I had met him at Jimmy's and didn't even realize I had met him already once before, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and he's on the terabyte plan. You guys can oh, wow. go look that up on yeah. the website and see yeah, what yeah. that means. Do um, that. <laughs> Jeremy Spees, Jake Drews from make with Jake, Rory Langefeld of RLO Woodworks and DIY, Robert J. Keller, Rebecca Cole, Megan, Chris of Onyx design studios, more friends from maker camp. I, yes. I, I love those two. Awesome. Um, I spent most of my time with them and it was no. just, it was a hoot. Brian Arsenault of seven Hills maker and the very first person to support the podcast when I opened up subscriptions, Jeff Stein, AKA a weird guy. (laughs) A weird guy. (laughs) He did not buy placement on this episode, even though it sounds like he did. But yeah, I appreciate everyone that supports the show financially. It means the world to me. You guys, when I said I needed this show to be financially successful, you guys ponied up and Uh damn it. It means the world to me and I appreciate it so, so much. If you can't support the show financially, That's fine. I understand that's not something everyone's capable of doing, but you can share the show, let people know that it's back by all means, leave a review for the reboot. If you're interested, that would be cool. You can leave multiple reviews. Some people leave three reviews for a show. I would be happy to get new reviews and be able to talk about that with people again. So um, yeah, head on over to whatever podcast platform you get your shows from. And by all means, listen, Uh, Al, it has been an absolute hoot.
1: Hey, can I just say thank you? This is, uh, you had me as a guest on on Because We Make, and now I'm honored to, even though I'm technically episode two, um, the first recording.
0: <laughs> you are the first recording, yeah. but you are episode
1: two, yes. Yeah. Did, did you hear that, Jeff? <laughs> 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 but no, no, I am so happy. And it's funny, you know, we did mention Jeff a lot in this show. We did. But, like, within minutes of you signing off of the last podcast uh Jeff reached out and was like what do we need to do what are we gonna do how are we gonna fix this (laughs) (laughs) and I was like I don't know and we like we I mean you could talk to him and I hope I'm not talking out but we were like maybe we can maybe we can do like like we were gonna replay because we make yeah, you know, as yeah. a as a as a service, you know, kind of thing, like like so we myself, I'm saying, but a lot of people are really excited that you're back. They
0: really well, are. Welcome
1: I, back. I, buddy, I, and we I will say this.
0: It. I will say this. I had no intention of bringing a podcast back. I really I didn't. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You actually asked me the night of you actually called me on the phone the night I draw, I ended the show and you're like bro why are you blowing up your life I'm like I'm not blowing up my life I just need to put this to bed for a little while
1: uh, and you did and it's good. Um,
0: and I one day I got the bug up my butt I'm like okay I want to start doing this again let's go let's yeah. go all right I've been out of this for 2 months let's do this yeah um I didn't have any intention this wasn't a great publicity stunt it wasn't you know
1: and obviously I don't think anybody does think that so.
0: I, I you know I just want to make sure I want to make sure there's no and also it's not a way for me to play sympathy cards to get cash. Um, I just, this is what my life is right now. Yep. This podcast needs to be a thing yep. and you guys are making it a thing. So when I get the feedback, when I got the feedback after the show ended and people were like, you dude, I, I I'm, I'm sad. Like this was something I looked forward to every week. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how many people, the show mattered to like, I know how many people listened. I mm-hmm. listened to a lot of things that don't matter to me. I really yeah. do. I'm not, you know, they're just, they're, they're background noise. They're a routine are But there were so many people that were just like, mm-hmm. oh this podcast meant so much to me and goes, I love what you did. I, you know, a lot of people thought it was something with my health. My health is fine for now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I always, I always say for now because you never know, You do. Um, yeah. but uh, everything is fine except the job situation and yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. but and i really
1: appreciate it i think while the the last podcast was amazing and important to m- most all of us um i will i will say kudos and a great direction with digitally creative i think i think this space needs to be discussed and i think you should do you could do a whole show on why you need to zero something i think that's yeah. important like like we take that kind of stuff for granted now I think I think my
0: my goal for this show isn't to just do digital fabrication, Mm -hmm. but it's the convergence of technology and creativity and making like all those things. things. I want to talk about how technology has become a creative tool for people.
1: Yeah, it's a part of our lives now. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. It It is. is. And I think that I think that the more we resist, the more opportunities we're going to miss out on. And I want people to—I want people to get excited about. It. I want people to be as excited about this stuff as I yeah, am. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 And it's—we're I mean, it's, it, it
1: nice cell phones now. You know.
0: Sure. Sure. <laughs> it feels nice. It does feel nice to be doing a podcast again. So. Good for you. And the number of people who have already said they're going to be on it is just absolutely <laughs> fantastic. So, I probably have guests figured out for the rest of the year already which that's is awesome, man. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That's
1: awesome. But I do want 52 and one Oh two, if I can have. Okay. <laughs> <I'll> reserve them.
0: <laughs> oh, and I will say this just, just for the record, I want to say this on the record on yep. the show. I appreciate tremendously everything that Ethan and Brooke did for, because we make
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I, I, I want know.
0: to make that a hundred percent clear. Yeah. Uh, I, I, could not be where i am today doing this again Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for those two so i just want to just express my appreciation to both of them because this show exists because i had the best partners in getting to where it was when it ended so i just want to make sure everyone understands. i love both of them everything is cool nobody's bleeding everything's fine. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, Al. Thank you so much for joining me. I will of course have all of Al's links in the show notes. I don't need to ask him what they are. And it at this point, if you need to ask me Al's links, just where have you been, bro, where have you been? Um, yeah, we'll Al's, been a, Al's been a fixture in my life. He's one of my closest friends. And I think if you want to find an interesting guy to follow and you're bored with who you're following already, get on over and follow Al at NY Woodworks on Instagram and um that's gonna do it for this week thank you so much for joining me and i will be back again next week with another guest i think i know who it might be we'll figure it out then have a great week everybody